0: Bartags! What is your profession?
1: (laughs) Welcome to Wolverine Nation. I say what I mean, I mean what I say, and I say what needs to be said. Global leader in military combatives. 45 martial arts world titles. Renowned actor, writer,
2: and a malicious warrior with brutally honest <laughs> opinions.
1: This may step on some people's toes. If it does, then you're a special kind of stupid.
3: <laughs> <How> are
4: you <laughs> killing me, boys? This
2: is America's sheepdog kicking it with a Wolverine. <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, here we are with the Legend Show with Professor Gary Lee. Um, I hope you guys are ready for a roller coaster ride. We've got awesome guests on here tonight. We've got uh, Ron Schurl. A lot of you people may know him, but some of you may not know him, but most of you have seen him in a lot of different movies and doing a lot of stuff. So it's going to be an awesome, good time, as always, We'll hand over the talking stick just now to Professor Gary Lee, our host. And, Professor, you have the talking stick. How you doing, sir? Well, thank you. Thank you, Wolverine, for the talking stick. And, by the way,
4: D.E. Chambers just tried to call me, so can he put him on the line? And, uh, you know, he's the only one that we're missing. But God bless everybody. You know, I'm, I'm excited because I get to- talk to the voices, I get to talk about Set VR, the Action Mars Film Festival, but you know, tonight, I've got a really, really good special guest, I mean, he's really cool, I mean, I've known him since, probably since the old NBL days, but I saw him win championships, and you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about it, I'm sure, I talked to him in doing the high kicking competition, and he was sitting over in the corner, I said, Rod, Rod, get out, you can win this, and he did, <laughs> I'm talking about the one, Hollywood stuntman royalty, and we'll tell you why, Mr. Rod Sherl. Rod, are you there, buddy, Rod, where'd you go, Rod! Golly, Bob, Rob, where'd, where'd you go? He was right on the air with me, Wolverine. Did you kick him in the head or something?
1: I must have got off, he's called back, so I'm adding him back.
4: Rod, are you there? Just, just clicked in. Rod, you're killing me! This is live radio! Okay, come on, buddy, are you there? Are you here? I can hear you. I just introduced you, and you didn't hear what I said the nice things about you, little brother. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing well, sir. My phone got disconnected, and I tried calling as soon as I could. Pleasure to be here. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing great. Great. Let me reintroduce you. Ron
4: Charles is a Hollywood not mad royalty, but before that, and we'll talk about it, he was an NBL champion, and he did some amazing things as a career black belt. One of them was one of the things I remember I talked him into winning the highest kick competition, but he does some amazing things. We're going to talk about it, and his phone won't mess up. I want to bring on Rod. Rod, are you there? Hello? Ron, can you hear me? Ron, are you there?
3: My reception is not very great, but yes, I am here now.
4: You're killing me, Ron. Tell me how you started in karate, okay? What did you start? Who did you start with?
3: Well, uh,. Actually, you know, getting I started with my father actually. I got pushed around on the playground and uh and my father who was a brown belt judo showed me the the old trick where you go down on your back and you put your feet in the, into their into their loins and flip them over your your head and and I threw a I threw a kid that was bullying me and I wanted to learn more and 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 that's where it went. So, um other than well, that, I just I got my black belt in nine. Ah, uh, let's see. Hmm, that's a good question. I'm not well, really sure.
4: That's why I get paid the big bucks. How, you, okay, what year did you make? Can you
3: remember? What? Oh, say it again. What year did you make black belt?
1: He said, what year did you make no,
4: Ron, blackout, Ron? Ron, how much is two and two?
3: How much is two and two? No, what, what you year did I make blackout? Nineteen stop. Come on, Ron, you're
4: killing me. There's a simple question, little brother. Thanks. Okay, who'd you make my under? Who'd you, who'd you make my under? Who gave you your
3: mother? Leo Michu.
4: Oh, cool, cool. Now, how did you get up with my... my my God, with the NBL, what year did you start with the NBL, brother?
3: Can you hear me? I can now, yeah. Ron,
4: what year did yes, sir. you start with the NBL? 92.
3: 92. Now...
4: What year did we meet? Was it
3: in Atlantic City? It was It was in Atlantic City. And actually, something that I will never forget, because we had Thanksgiving dinner in Atlantic City. And you, sir, did a demonstration that I will never forget. You took a samurai sword and you sliced a banana on someone's stomach without cutting the them.
4: Hogarth. Do you remember that?
3: <laughs> yep, Scott Hogarth. God bless Billy, Billy Pine. I man, those guys are the greatest. Yeah. Dean Piles. Yeah. Dean Piles, when did you start uh, competing? <laughs>
4: are you being the interview now, Ron? <laughs> now, Ron, how did you get involved with the movie? How did you get
3: involved in the movie stunt work? I I drove out to Los Angeles and uh, and I met up with with the Power Ranger guys and that was my first start in the business. That's how I got my Screen Actors Guild card and uh, and I I got I got savvy with the Japanese team and we trained really hard and and started our stunt work from there. And from then on, uh, it led to other things, you know. Um, I got a really big break. I got a really, a really big opportunity uh, because I got, I got recommended to go to the Matrix Reloaded and I, and I went up to San Francisco and, and we fought Keanu Reeves and he was an amazing, amazing Experience to—he to, trained so hard, and we we did the Matrix up there, and then after that, I did things like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and all that, and Charmed, and I like I oh, like so yeah. working on Grubs. Work oh my Crawford.
5: goodness,
3: it was just really really exciting to Crawford? me. Did I did I what now? You work with Sophia Crawford. Oh, of course. yes. Yes, Cole. Cool. Fantastic. current, Jeff Pruitt, yes, they're amazing people. Good people, good people. Now,
4: you know, you also uh, got involved with uh, not only Hollywood, but you actually choreographed five things, right? I mean, are you a, what are you, a stunt coordinator? Is that, what, what exactly is your job title one?
3: Well it's it's hard to say because we you often fit different it's depends on the project. Like for the like I did uh like night and day or paycheck. Uh I did I did all the fights for night and day on the plane scene with Tom Cruise. I'm the last guy that gets killed. I we used everything in the plane from the seat belts to the air things that fall down and, and, and the Trays and everything like that we just we try to utilize every environment, everything that is on the plane we used as a weapon um so stunt choreographer, fight choreographer was that sometimes usually I like to play a hitman role um the white elephant bruce willis's last film i i I did that, and Jesse Johnson, who is an amazing director. He was classy enough to say, "Hey, what's your last name?" and and use it in the movie. Uh the witch is awesome. Uh Luke LaFontaine is a good a really good stunt coordinator for that. Uh but yeah, it's, sometimes you just play a, play a part. My most recent thing that I've done is uh Tulsa King. And Oh, um, was that about Yeah, that
4: Stallone. We made him an honorary black last year at the event with John Paul Genorio. Came in and he got his honorary black also from the John Paul Mitchell team. But Mrs. Stallone and Terry Funk got their honorary black belt last year, and Mark Del and Steve Lampert got it to him. So it was really cool. Excellent. So what did you do on Tokyo yeah.
5: Key?
3: What did you do? on I top did. Of the team? I did a couple. I did a couple episodes of Tulsa King, uh, and and we filmed that in Oklahoma City, and uh, that was uh, it, we're going into season two, uh, but yeah, we, we I was part of the Black McAdams uh, motorcycle Gang. and I'll tell you, it, it's a it's a really neat story. You know, it's mafia. Did you get um, to meet it, Freddie Poole? Rod? Uh, yes, sir. Poole? yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have a great respect for Freddie Poole. Yeah. He He is an excellent leader. He is an excellent... He's a very talented second unit director. Yes.
4: So what's the future for Ron Charles, brother? What's
3: in the future for you? In the future for me? Uh, Honestly, sir, I... One day at a time at this point. Just to be... uh, just to be a good father to my new puppy and and love my wife, you know? Yeah. Well,
4: I wanna ask you, Ron, because you you got to see you got to see the NBL and its growth. We used to have like three thousand people there at the Super Grands, and you got to do some crazy stuff. I want to ask you. You're now a history general from the Sport crime Museum. How important was the NBL to you? How important did it make an influence on your life to be who you are now?
3: Well, honestly, Gary, I actually look at the NBL and and the sport karate situation, I look at it like this. I have to say that it was a great stepping stone of accomplishment to, to show me that you can you can do what you set your mind to, and I have seen so many, so many people from that industry become what they wanted to be. It, it is—it's a stepping stone. It is a beautiful accomplishment that you say, "Hey, set my mind to do something, and I did it," and then on to the next step. It's a different branch of the tree. You, you literally, like, I went from sport karate to I, I know that I can do action movement. I mean, we've got guys like Spitfire Brown. We've got guys like Freddie Poole. We've got guys like John Valera. We've got, I mean, all these people have literally, they conquered that, and then they set the next level, and they went on to do film. They went on to do leadership Roles and and whether it be schools, whether it be uh, motivational speakers, whatever. But they, it is. It's almost a college.
4: Well, you know what's cool? Remember Hero? Hero? I think mean, Koda? I'm telling before. you
3: right now, he is. He is amazing. He 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 doesn't even want to talk about his accomplishments. That's how humble he is. Oh, remember but, when he kicked
4: everybody's butt in Kata?
3: Remember that? <laughs> oh, I remember I him to... doing uh, Atlantic City at the Trump Taj Mahal. Yes,
4: absolutely.
3: Yeah, Mobile, you know, Alabama. Well, here's the thing. You know, and, but question. he is one of the he is one of the top stunt coordinator directors in 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 the country. I mean, yeah. Well, Cobra Kai.
4: But i, so I okay, ask and that he's question. Yes sir. Okay. There's a crazy Hawaiian that made you do a competition. I want you you tell our listeners about that when you went about kicking competition? Tell that story because well, I was doing that.
3: <laughs> okay. I uh, thank you by the way for inspiring me to do that because we did it was the first year of the highest jump kick contest. And you walked into the hotel lobby. This is uh, and Master Gary Lee walks into the lobby and says, Quit "Ron, calling Searles. me master." Uh, well, I will anyway. Anyway, so Gary Lee walks in and says, "Ron Searles, you're going. You're signing up for this contest, and it was the highest jump front kick, the highest jump kick contest. They had two posts and a string." And they're standing on chairs on either side and they raised the string. And uh, yeah, it was the first highest jump for highest jump kick contest. And that's your nineteen ninety five in San Antonio, Texas. And you made me sign was, up for
4: it. Your content was immaculate, but your fighting was You know what you remind me of? you remind me of a one more of rocket fuel. <laughs> yeah, you am know, going through people. You could kick, I mean, you were a good fighter, Ron. You really were. But you were an overall all-rounded competitor. That's why it didn't surprise me when I realized you got involved with Hollywood and you did what you did. I was so proud of you through those years of you doing that. And I want to tell you publicly to the world that's listening. That Rod Shorles, you're part of the sport karate history that we get to talk about on a day to day basis. So don't go anywhere, okay, Rod? I'm gonna give the walk uh, the talking stick back to our host or our producer, the Wolverine. Who you know very I
3: well I wanna hear about the I wanna hear about his movie, man. I'm really excited about this theme. Well we're gonna talk about the coward and you know he's also gonna be doing a movie on
4: on Sport Karate now. Listen, I'm gonna be putting together people who are imagining creative Jesus and I definitely want your input, your mentorship. Yes. Yes, yes, your mentorship because you are someone that I Admire, I look up to. you've Well, you back done.
3: at you, Gary Lee, and it's been a it's been an honor to be included. Thank you, sir. Well, don't go nowhere, don't go nowhere,
4: okay? We're come we're gonna come back at the end of the show and play the Legends Name Game. This is something that was invented years ago. It's where I get to say a name, and you get to talk about it for a couple of minutes, okay, buddy?
3: All right, you got it. I I can't okay. wait. I know these problems are Well, Ray, where are you at? Are you out there I'm Rob? right here,
4: Professor, as kid? always.
1: Right here. Okay, here's the exactly. talking
4: you, okay. pick, my little brother.
1: All right, thank He's you. Hey, I hope time. you guys and girls at home are uh, enjoying the interview with Mr. Ron Charles. And uh, just to recap on uh, what uh, Ron Charles was talking about. Um, he's actually been, you know, added to the the cast of the Coward, so he'll be making a performance in that. And then, uh, Ron, uh, you got to give me a call, or I'll call you this week because we're doing a second movie that's not the Coward, but it's another movie. But I need you in that in that movie as well. Um, and it's going to be you gonna have the, just the part you want. Um, <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, with, with no I further ado, I that was Mister Ron was
3: Charles. Let's get some applause going here. Thank you, brother. Let's, let's, uh, let's make that happen, man. Let's, we can shoot it okay, out in a couple Okay, and what days, we're going to man. do
1: now is we're going to move on to the voices, and we're going to be listening to the topic that Professor has chosen for our panel of uh, expertise to uh, join in on and talk. And remember, pe- Professor, after the third voice goes, we'll be taking a commercial break. But the talking stick is now back to you to introduce the first voice.
4: Well, thank you, Wolverine, as normal. You know, what's really, really cool is that I've got together five individuals from around the country who are smarter than me. Literally, (laughs) they are. They're not only smarter than me, they're wiser. That's the second word. I don't know. But we talk about topics that I love to talk about. And tonight, we talk about the two-point kick. Now, it's mainstay. Everybody knows it. But do you know where it came from? Well, in 1971, a few years ago, there was a great man named Judge Roy Kerbin. And he borrowed it from the Koreans because the Koreans did it. But America was doing one point, one point, one point for everything. Kicks, punches, stops, whatever. One point, one point. First of three, two minutes. 1971, Mr. Roy Kerman introduced it into a 5A-rated tournament under Karate Yosuite Magazine called the Fort Worth Pro-Am. And he said, any black belt in the five divisions that he had, super lightweight, lightweight, middleweight, light heavyweight, heavyweight, super heavyweight, if it was a legal area. You get two points for it. Well, that that was crazy. Now it wasn't first to three. It was first to five in two minutes. And everybody thought it was a burden. But the guys that could kick, they loved it. They loved it. And the guys that loved to do low kick even loved it more. And I was one of them. I'd get the two points quickly, twice, 4-0 under a minute, then get a reverse punch or a ridge hand, or back hand, five zips under a minute, done, sit down, wait 15, 20 minutes to you. But it doesn't matter about the elimination, all I want to do is go on stage and kick somebody in the groin, lift their leg up against me, I kick them in the groin, smile at me, I kick them in the groin, pretend you lift your leg up at me, I kick you in the groin. Two points. Two points. Two points. The two-point kick invented by Judge Roy Curbut in 1971 in Fort Worth, Texas. God bless you, Judge Roy Curbut. I love the two-point kick. Now the first person I'm gonna bring <laughs> on is uh, the voices. She is an incredible champion. A PKL champion. A uh, karate champion in Shonu Karate. Now she trains in Kung Fu. She'll be in October at the ladies' celebration. An A3 black belt. I need to spoke history journals. The amazing, and I mean this with <laughs> heart, Terrence Watson. Her, honey.
6: <laughs> I'm here. Oof. I am here. Uh, thank you for such a lovely introduction. Well, uh, now i got to in the <laughs> 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 face. I, I, I'm you sorry. It. I, you know, I, I know that was put in place because of a bunch of whining competitors, but I don't understand where someone came up with the idea that one technique was more valuable than another one. And I don't think I've ever been more embarrassed in my life as I was watching the Korean Olympics and watching our competitors out there with one hand up and the other hand holding their pant leg up while they're they're walking sparring. Are you serious? It was so embarrassing. Nobody, we didn't know what to to think about it. Well, I, mean, I had all I my mean, students I mean, watching I mean,
4: it. Karen, I think mean back in the day when Mr. Kerman did it and the guys that were one of the big that decided it was okay. It was some supposedly harder to score to kick somebody in the head, yeah, and they would get points. But they forgot. They, like I said, they forgot about the scoring kickers.
6: Even that, you know, that was so dangerous, and they took that out as soon as they could. But yeah, it was an easy two points. But so, what? What are you there for? To make points or to show your art? Are you there to win the tournament Most. the right way? Both. Uh, see it was both, and then and then the NBL took it another step and started making three-point kicks, and that's when I stopped being a referee because I yeah. remember I couldn't judge that fast. You know, you're supposed to put out well, two fingers Karen, or three fingers. Karen, so
4: have you ever know heard that? of TMR? Have you ever heard of TMR? No. Too many rules.
6: Well, exactly. That's right. And, all you know, everybody wanted all these high-point games. And, and uh, I had written a book on how to be a referee, how to be a scorekeeper. how, And when it got that complicated, and I myself could not be a proper judge because I just put my hand out for a point. That was it. To remember whether it was one, two, or three, when it's lightning fast, uh, yeah. And if you didn't put out the right amount of fingers, they didn't get the right amount, and then everybody would start screaming, and it got so nobody wanted to be a judge anymore because the competitors were so rude, and the screaming in your face was allowed, and it became, you know, it just, they wanted more. Ooh, to be heard, and ooh,
4: it was wrong. you did that back in the 60s 70s. Yeah, and back in the day. I am talking
6: NBL. And screaming somebody's face. Yeah, uh,
4: well. I remember seeing Parker show. Karen, do you remember Parker Shelton, the first no, president of the USKA? <clears throat> Someone no. Someone got in this place one time in Ohio. I was in a Warren, Ohio, and I saw Parker Shelton dump this guy. I mean, dump him. And he said, if yes. you ever say that to me again, there'd be nothing to stop me.
6: And okay, he but in the 80s. And then he helped him up. Be yeah, in the, the 80s, ground. in the 80s there was respect. In the 90s, there was none. There was no respect for the refs. You were expected to work all day and not get a dime, especially if you were female. And then they would get in your face. They would allow the, especially the teams like the uh, Atlantic, which was the Budweiser. They would just roll up. They would stand there in a college tournament with their calculators in their hands. And they'd knock you over. If you were trying to calculate the scores, they were right there calculating. They were allowed to be as rude and run roughshod over all the help. Money. I I walked. Money. I walked away from it. Money. I know, but it's not right. It's not right. And you're saying, well, why talked talk to them? money. 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 it's money. It's money. money. But it's also, you've got to have some respect for the art. You have to have some... All of that went away when the money came in and the stupid two point kick rule came out because there was no place for that. Ar- I don't know oh, about right. that.
3: I don't know about that. In
6: nineteen
3: ninety two when I when we were Atlantic City, I was down I was down one point and it was fifteen seconds left in the match and I did a jump spinning kick and clocked him right in the head. We both fell down and I got a three point a three-point yeah. kick, and I won the Super Grand. There
6: so you go. I, mean, I don't know. You can say all you want, but what what you got there because people wanted more and more and <coughs> more. What well, would have been you know, the score Jared, that had been one point if all that was? Jared, I, think
4: you, I think you, I think you, bitched enough for a moment.
6: Okay? <laughs> you called me a bitch, huh? I know no, where you live, I'm Gary Lee.
3: Uh, honey, I, no, he I, he I, he didn't call you now. that. He was saying that you were complaining. But I, I mean, there is design. there is right to what you're saying. There is because it, <laughs> right. there's there's factors.
7: Well, the factor you
6: know? is you want more. You want to get more points for your. If you're a talented fighter, it doesn't matter how many points you get for each one. Well, you know, Make it fair. Karen,
3: Karen.
6: It's uh, there.
3: There is. It it takes more skill to land a jump spinning hook kick. Yeah. you know see, then it does just
4: see, so is
6: it a, see, show? Is it a Ron, show or Ron, is it a
4: fight Ron, Ron is bringing up a subject a topic so Karen thank you God bless uh, you and welcome yeah, to the Voices I love the fact that you and I spend three or four times weekly on the phone and talk and you're so important to what I'm <laughs> trying to do with this show be able to talk and
6: communicate yeah. well
4: I I that. fully
6: I like tradition. That's all. I like yes, tradition. Yeah. I don't like I don't like putting a value on anything in my art except that You'll they're all that. the same and there you go. Over and out.
4: Okay, you you take care, It'd be sweet. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, that is a part of the voices. Now this next gentleman he is really incredible. He has taken my idea with the Sport Karate Museum, and he's put in your face on a webpage that will blow you away. To find out about it, you can go to com. We got a lot to talk about, but I'm going to bring him on. He's a temporary black belt, old-timer, old- timer, trained with everybody. teaches even now an amazing teacher now, but he runs the web design for the museum that you go to and see we had listen ladies and gentlemen, we had over five. 1,000 yet on the museum site last month, and a lot of it becomes him. So bring on Professor Tom. Tom, is there, buddy? Yeah, yeah.
2: Hang on a second. I've I've got to take a couple of ibuprofen with my Geritol, but yeah, I'm here.
4: Well, God (laughs) bless you. (laughs) Well, welcome to The Voices. And, uh, as always, the wisdom that you have, I want to hear what you feel and think about the two-point kick.
2: Okay, well, you know, from an historical standpoint, you know, the when I trained in the 60s, you know, it was all one point, you know, for everything, just like what uh, Karen was talking about. And, um, you know... Uh, uh, Roy Curvin got his his black belt in '68, and then he spent a year in Korea training. And he's one of the only guys uh, outside of being Korean that actually got a master's uh, certification from the Kukwan. So That was a really big deal. Um, when he came back, which was just before that 1971 era uh, from Korea, I'm sure he was very impressed with a lot of things going on in Korea. And the evolution that was happening, you know, uh, as it started to go and they were, the Koreans were going all over the world, taking their art and, and influencing the world from, um, you know, just being in Korea and a few people that went to Korea and came back. So, and he's, you know, let's face it, you know, Roy Kirby is one of the best kickers there ever was. And his head kicks were really noteworthy and, and, and stuff like that. So it makes sense that he would think that that would be a beneficial thing to um, everybody else in the arts that are going at that time, especially something that he could see himself doing, his students doing, since they were Taekwondo people, you know. And, you know, the, the Texas Do people yeah. are, you know, historically very, very powerful and very well uh, known uh, for, you know, the people they turned out for Win, Wynn. And, you know, you, you name it, there was somebody, Skipper Mullins. And, of course, you know, the the icons, Burleson and and, uh, Steen. So, anyway, it makes sense that he would do that. Of course, the big thing was is that in 1988, when the Seoul Olympics hit, now for the first time they were on the stage. And that made a big difference. And pushing for those kicks and getting those kicks helped. In the 60s and going into the 70s, one of the the things that happened in tournaments in many cases was that – People got so conditioned to what they were seeing that they needed something a little bit more exciting, a little bit more you know, uh, competitive, rather than two guys standing each other and, and pounding each other in the body or whatever else. And so trying to influence more kicking, especially head kicks, makes plenty of sense. It was much more exciting, and, uh, and there were getting more and more people that, even if they weren't taekwondo, were starting to really, really work the high kicks, I know, you know, Sensei Smith, you know, helped me with those things. And I've even got a picture of him doing a, a, a jumping uh, round kick, you know, uh, in the air and coming down. So, you know, it was a big thing for us at that particular point. Um, the, the Texas League, you know, uh, Karate League uh, had uh, two points uh, for, for any kicks, scoring any kicks, where some of the other ones, like NASCA, they split them up into pieces, you know. If you were uh, doing uh, legal kicks, um, you could get two points. Uh, if you got uh, a jump spinning kick to the head, you could get three points, and so on and so forth. So that's where that extra point came in for the complexity of the kick. Keeping in mind that if you As took the a guy's head off, that
4: didn't work. Professor, you know, remember the Japanese, the half point? I mean – well, I
8: mean, you see, that, the thing is, is that for yeah, me, five, I yes,
4: sir.
2: I competed until the 80s in in traditional um, tournament, in a traditional uh, Chi-I tournament. And so consequently, yeah, we worked on trying Hip to get an Ipon, but generally sure. we got two Wazaris, and that right. added up to one Ipon. But now, right. when you look at those rules and things like that, in that community, they've changed it to where they're talking about um, – the idea is, is that they have yoko, which is hand techniques that are worth one point. Kicking uh, uh, in the uh, WKF, uh, kicking techniques to the head is worth two points also, and that they call a wazari, not a half point, but that, and then ippon is a, a three-point kick uh, if the person's on the ground and you're, you're finishing a sweep and then you hitting the guy within a second or two of him hitting the ground, so... The, the rules have continued to expand to try and increase, I think, the, the the viewership and things like that, and also to highlight, you know, some of the more spectacular and talented people that are out there competing. But, um, you know, uh, Mr. Kerbin, you know, was influenced. He came back. He introduced it. It caught on. And now just about every organization is using it, uh, you know, in various different forms to help... Push that 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 envelope. That the old Kodakon of the the 50s and 60s that I remember was basically you did two things: you either did a reverse punch to the body, or maybe the head, but you had generally the body, or you did a front kick. And those were the two main weapons that we used back in those days. It took a long That's time true. to make it.
4: Well, you know, as always, the wisdom that you share with us and the knowledge is just an Impeccable. So, you know, Tom, uh, mm-hmm. Professor Tom, and I appreciate your knowledge so much. And I'm looking forward to you speaking on your friend and past luncheon, Jerry Smith, in October. And congratulations well, to your lovely wife being put into the ladies' book that Carrie even her is doing. Congratulations thank you. to her.
2: Okay, I, I want to say one thing on that, okay? Like a Marine yes. is always a Marine, Fence a. Smith is still and always will be my instructor.
4: That never yes, changed sir. and never will. Now, you have something to talk about tonight about the new page that you've added. Well, actually two pages, the Treasures page and also a special announcement page for upcoming events. Take it away, Tom. Yes.
2: Okay, well, as far as that goes, I was thinking we were going to be talking about this during the the commercial break. So rather than than getting in in the way of the other people, let's do it on the commercial break.
4: At that now. Go ahead. At that now.
2: All right. Um, The upcoming events page is on the uh, towards the latter uh, lower portion of the listing. Uh, the drop-down menu on the page uh, of the or rather on the uh, the website and uh, we've added the uh, international uh, let's see let me take a look at it again here the uh, uh, oh there we go Uh, it's the uh, it's a five-star event uh, uh, according to uh, our rating system for the museum and it's the Houston, Houston International 32nd Annual Tournament, and this is an AOK uh, event, and it is uh, being headed up and, and whatnot by DE Chamber Master DE Chambers. And uh, if you want to find out more information about it, or if you want to actually register, all you need to do is go right to our page of the upcoming events, and it's the very first event that's there. Okay, uh, and you can just. Push the button and it'll take you right to the registrator page and you'll be able to get all your information and register to, to uh, you know participate in the event after that is the upcoming event uh, the the um, the uh, uh, movie uh, martial arts movie action movie uh, festival yeah well, and that, uh, that. that. Uh,
4: yeah, that information is there that. and
2: you can get all
4: that Yes, sir. I've had the acting producer on this show with me tonight, and we'll together we'll talk about that. Okay, I'll bring you back Exactly,
2: and they can go directly to the webpage, and they can click on it. You don't have to write anything. You don't have to run around the house and miss part of the program because you're
4: trying to get something to write it down.
2: It's right there on the webpage.
4: Well, Professor, don't go anywhere. I'll bring, bring you back in just a moment when I bring on here, he's a, one of the co-producers of the event, so I'll bring you back on in just a minute, Professor. And I want to say thank you again for being a part of the voices, ladies and gentlemen. That's Professor Tom Feldman, and he is, got Love. He's in Oregon, but we're going to bounce back down to Texas. Did David Chambers get up there yet? Yes, sir. Okay let me formally introduce you. Now, you heard just a few minutes ago about the tournament that Professor Tom Stone was talking about. Well, the man that's putting on this tournament, his name is D.E. Chambers, or David Chambers. He's more than just a producer. He is the president of the largest Sport Karate Association in Texas, the oldest, called the Amateur Organization, think, better known as the AOK. Now, I know this man because I've watched him grow from an orange belt underneath the too of the great Fred Simon, rest in peace, mm-hmm. to black belt level. I'm not just talking about being a Bible instructor, running schools like he does, but fighting in tournaments, doing kata, but fighting city after city after city. And there's a certain reason for that. There's a coveted award. It took me 17 years to win. 17 years to win one award. This man has won over MVP awards of the Golden Creek. I'm so proud I get to be a part of his life and what we're doing with our karate do to the World. And he runs Texas. I'm talking about the president of the AOK, Mr. David Chambers. We call him D.E. For story. D.E., you there, buddy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're driving me crazy. I'm getting gray hair. You're always late. Why are you always late, for?
0: <laughs> I have a full class in here that I got to teach, sir. I know, I know. I'm just fragging. I'm just
4: yeah. I'm just,
0: again. I'm just again. Well,
4: I want to get your opinion on the two point kick because you're a fighter. And you understand it. You kick people head for a living. So tell me how you feel about two-point kick.
0: Oh, man, it was, it was always fantastic because uh, it, was, it was before my time when they was throwing one point. I had never thought about that until I got out of Texas and out of my little circle when they was getting one point for a kick. I, didn't, I wasn't familiar with that. Uh, but real simple, it was a game-changer. It was a game-changer because – it changed your whole way of thinking. Uh, not only that, it was good for business. It was good for business because it made people kick more. And anytime you kick more, it looked more excitable. It looked more excitable, you put more people in the stands. So uh, the whole idea was for the fight to be more entertaining. And uh, so I did it. It was a free state. It was a good business move for uh, for me. And so I enjoyed it, and it has made its way to where it's a normal thing now. But then later, the kick to the head uh, was two points something I mean, All about saying how you can make a fight more excitable, more entertaining. So it did make that change in life. So it's wonderful.
4: Well, I've, I've watched you fight as a underbelt. I've seen you fight championship matches. Mm-hmm. Grand championship matches where there's a lot of pressure on you. And I've seen you all, always really show the excellence of a kicker. And that was that was the great thing about E D E. When they fought well, when you fought people, they didn't realize that you could either kick them in the head or kick them in the groin. <laughs> Our they did have it, they of, did have it. Our sidekick come to Utah. <laughs> that mean, was the game plan. You were a kicker without a doubt. So, you know, you feel confident. Two-point kick is enjoyable. You enjoy getting two points for every kick.
0: It it made my career. <laughs> I, I hear you, baby. I hear you. But I love it. What I love it. it. I'm, look, I'm looking to to it. forward to seeing your son doing some kicking on on May the uh, 12th, May the 13th. I'm looking forward to that part as well as That's right. uh, I, the great. I, 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 I'm drinking the good yeah. about about that. But, but you know, you
4: got the super fights too. Now, what's the, really cool? Is, good. is You 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 got my son involved. Yeah. I can't believe that. He was a collar animal for the past three years. He was the best in Texas in Jap collar. And you pull him out to fight. A
0: super he fight. is fighting a young man named Brego from San Antonio, a uh, uh, school from the dojo. And they are coming out real strong. Uh, they got about 20 kids, original flower tournament. Uh, They're looking, uh, they looking at bringing a good team in. And so he gon gonna be representing Strong. So I'm uh, hoping for a good a good match
4: between them. What's that? What's that? Uh, Richard. What's that guy's name that used to fight? He he runs the it's, dojo. I forgot what's his name.
0: Uh, the who, one who, I know who, is Mister Brinko. I know. Uh, I know one other he's speaking of, but uh, Mister Brinko. Who's his instructor? <laughs> Who's his instructor? You remember? I don't remember right now. I know Mister Dixon was out there one time, but I don't know who oh, was. Oh, that's it. Dick, yeah.
4: It was Dickson. Uh, Richard Dixon Richard, Richard
0: Dickson was, uh, yeah not Richard Dixon but the other Dixon was I'm, not, I'm not sure, but I think I do remember. I think I do remember you talking about. I know
4: they did he represent the good
0: San Antonio of the area. He was He was a good fighter.
4: When the Air yeah. Force or something, he was service. When he,
7: yes, I think he was service.
4: But anyway, you all took a hat four-time super grand champion, Jeff Dawes, doing yes. a seminar. Yes, and yes. And Garrett is going to be doing a Jap, Japanese Jap Karate seminar. Yes. And uh, so that's incredible,
0: incredible. I have some workout. of my students here now that need to be in his seminar because they need to know that actual, uh, they need to learn that style of uh, karate. So that's, I'm looking forward to be a real good day. Well,
4: thank you, thank you. You know, he, uh, he works hard and he had a good instructor of not having I heard, I heard, him. I heard, I heard. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, heard. Gee, thank you, yes, thank sir. you, thank you. I got to, have to be talking to go to the Wolverine. And then I got to bring back my Uncle Jim and my Uncle Jerry, which I'll bring them on in a minute. Wolverine, you there, buddy?
1: Yes, I'm here. I'm here, sir. Hey, look, don't, oh, don't gonna, take me up do to do take this talking stick and give you a tap. So we got to make sure we uh, utilize this talking stick and get things in. And, and, uh, okay. So it all, okay. so it all uh, plays good. No,
0: I, it? I, did, you, did you get your ticket to, uh, to Houston? Did what? You're talking to me? Yes, sir. Did you, did you get your ticket to Houston for... Uh, May the 13th? Well, I have I, not I, yet. No, no, I have not yet. But yeah, I'll be here. I'll be so so I need to send I need you a
3: ticket
4: in a minute. Okay. Wolverine, I, I think I do my Uncle Jim and my Uncle Jerry, but I give you the talking stick yes. now, right?
1: Yes, because we have to – now we're going to be going into commercial break. Hey, we're not – look, I don't, I, we're not going on with this shenanigans like, like on the other one with – People talking over each other, so we can hear everybody. So I'm going to sound the siren. That way we can get a good uh, get everybody listening up. All right, now Professor, I know you had someone you wanted to bring on to advertise the film festival, and as yep. uh, Mr. Hang on, as uh, Mr. Uh, Spellman had said, you can go to the website and click on the link, and it'll give you all the information. Um, about this. That way you don't have to worry about it uh, now. But uh, while we have this gentleman on the air, we will go ahead and bring him on at this time, Professor, so he can tell everyone about uh, what he's doing in his upcoming event.
4: Well, before I bring him on, Wolverine, you know, I just want to say that this is the Action Martial Art Film Festival in Scottsdale, Arizona. As the first one of its kind. And it's going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary of Bruce Lee's of the Dragon. But what's most important is he's bringing in some personal friends and people of the Sport Crime Museum James Lou, Billy Blake, Rick Avery, Tony John, (laughs) Jerry Akamura. I'll let him tell you some people who are coming. Cynthia Robrod, Donald the Dragon Wilson, just to name a few. Go ahead, Kier. And Kier is the co producer of the event. Who else is coming in, Kier?
8: Good evening, gentlemen. How are you today? Thank you for having us here. Okay, Kier, tell us some of the people who are coming in. Well, everyone you mentioned, of course, uh, we're also looking at uh, Grandmaster Ron Van Cleef, uh, Samuel Kwok. Uh, We're still in hold. We're hearing from Timak, Michael Jai White, Tony Jaa. So we're very excited. We're very excited. Now, now, I want to make for record: it's the U.S. the first United States Martial Arts Film Festival. I don't want to get confused with the Urban Action Showcase, which is done by a good friend of ours here in New York, don't want to step on his toes with the action piece. So it's the United States Martial Arts Film Festival which is strictly focused on all the martial arts and hoping to keep them, bring them back and keeping them to prominence in the public eye and in the minds of the consumers and fellow martial artists.
4: Well, thank you, Chair, for that insight and to know that people that we mentioned are going to be there. That's very special. So you're going to be doing something very special for the Sport Pride Museum. For everybody very comes much so in. And buys a four-day pass and uses the name. SKM, they will receive a very special friendship gesture from you and Leo. You guys are going to Donate fifty dollars to the Sport Club Museum. I want to say thank you. Here,
8: thank it's a very worthy cause, as you know. Well, I just you know, appreciate our it. our main mission is to keep keep the art alive, to keep the sport alive, to keep you know the the positive philosophy of martial arts alive and spreading in a time that is is very much needed. Well, thank you. That's, that's amazing
4: insight. Now, you are very special in the sense that putting together all these movies and these people that you've invited to come in that have a platform where they can come together and share their work. I talked to Billy yesterday and we were talking about that. So, God bless you, Keir. God bless Leo. And thank you for being on The Legend Show. I'll talk to you real soon. Uh, Ladies thank you and you gentlemen. gentlemen. I appreciate it. You're welcome, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Keir, one of the co-producers of the Action Mark Film Festival. Now, I would like to say a few words because the inventor is in California with his grandkids. I'm talking about Dr. Reginald Lee. Now, who is he? He invented a virtual reality concept called VR.app. Now, you can check it out. You can go to Google and type in setbr.app. That stands for self-defense enhanced training in virtual reality application. Now, if you've ever put on a headset, the Austin's Quest, or a Rift, or something in that order, you will understand. But when you do, and you will eventually, I promise you, because it's in the hospitals, military, entertainment, it's everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. business, you are going put on a because you're inside the program. You're not looking at it like on a screen. You're inside. 360 degrees. It's amazing. So don't forget. Setvr.app. To find out more about it, you can go to our webpage and check it out. www.fork.com museumarchives.com. Now I'm going to give the talking thing back over to Wolverine, and he's going to reintroduce the voices because I have got two more important people that I've got to get their opinions. So I'd like to bring the Wolverine on. Wolverine?
1: Yes, yeah, right here, sir. So uh, we're going to go ahead and there. jump right into it. Thank you for that. That was good information. Remember, uh, all of these things that that Professor was talking about and our uh, our guest was talking about with the U.S. Martial Arts Film Festival and uh, all the other stuff, uh, Mr. Chambers' event, all that can be found right on the website. So just go to uh, the Sport Karate website, and you'll be able to click on those links and pull all the information down. That way you can get your tickets and uh, get registered and get signed up right there at one time. All right, Professor, you got two more voices to go. Uh, So back to you, and let's hear from our our panel of uh, experts. i got
4: to ask you, Wolverine, before I go back to the voices, is that a real accent or you just put it aside every week? You talk like that all the time.
1: This is this is uh, this is how you talk if you're in the combatants field. Yeah, this is this is how it is. Uh, people in the military world know this is the kind of accent you want because uh, when you talk like this, you mean business because you don't have any other choice. You know. You got that
4: draw, my brother. I love it. You got that draw.
6: <laughs> I love
4: it. I love yeah.
6: it. Yeah. Anyway, ladies
4: and gentlemen, we're going to continue on with the voices and. You know, I've got two incredible people there in my life, and i got to introduce them, and I love it. The first man I'm going to introduce, he is a writer for our Sport Riding Museum webpage. He is very close to the Sport Riding Museum and the visionary that I've got to the world. He helps me make decisions. He is an a black belt. He just recently wrote an article in the Masters Magazine, which is all over the internet right now, and talks about Judge Roy Kerman's roast and tribute last year and all the amazing people that were there. At this time, part of the voice I'd like to bring on. In Hawaii, we call somebody uncle, their family, and this is my, well, he's J.D. Moore, I call him Uncle Jim.
5: Uncle Jim, are you there? Yes, Uncle Gary, I am. Thank you for that introduction. Very nice.
4: What a show! So, I mean, so much fun. I love it. So, Uncle Jim, you come from a traditional, hardcore Korean background. How do you feel about the two-point kick? Well,
5: before before I get into that, I, I, uh, Tom Spillman earlier had mentioned, uh, made a joke about being a little bit, bit older, and uh, I have to say for for the for the audience that. Uh, Tom is is not only a tenth degree black belt and one of the most knowledgeable people on the planet in terms of the history of martial arts, but but he stands hey, six five, he stands six five and two fifty of all muscle. So sparring someone like him is like sparring sparring a Mack truck coming at you at 150 miles an hour. But but oh. he's not, he's he's nine days younger than me. So somehow he lets me call him Junior, <laughs> even though I'm a lot smaller than him. So anyway, um, you know, I really don't have as much to add to this topic as I typically do with the topics. Usually I have more to say than really the time that's allotted, and I think people have covered it very well already. Uh, sometimes in this show we save the best for first, and uh, the people that typically go on before me are, are really terrific. Uh, Karen... Um, is amazing and uh not only extremely knowledgeable also but very very articulate and and brilliant so i i really respect that the um, um she puts up with me she really does <laughs> <laughs> i i think everybody likes you uncle gary i can't uh-huh. see anybody not liking you But the uh, – I do understand that, you know, more points are are given for, you know, arguably given for certain techniques that might be perceived as more difficult, more effective, or, as many pointed out, uh, more entertaining. And uh, – my, my background in academics as well as the, the business world has been very much from a quantitative standpoint. So I often think about and sometimes obsess over why people pick certain metrics. You know, why why two points for the kick? Why not five points and end the match if it's a fatal blow, for instance? Uh, I often think about that. I'm a tennis player. I often think about you know why 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 six you know, sixty games ahead by two wins a set. And I often think about what would be better quantitatively. Maybe, maybe it's sort of a two point kick, maybe it's one and a half or something like that. So I do often obsess about that. Um, and I think about it certainly a lot. Um, as far as as far as sparring, most of what I've done in my career is, is I I really focus more on less on on competition, tournament competition at this point in my in my life, but more on self defense, self protect, self protection, self preservation more than the story So basically, I'm on, Uncle
4: Jeff, you don't care about it, basically, right?
5: <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I don't care about it. I just the first thing that happens with me is I start to think, well why is it two points instead of three or one and a half? You know, yeah. That's how my mind tends to work. And so it's not that I don't care about it, but uh, um, I always just wonder you don't why. You care about it. I, you know,
4: you're, you're in self-defense attitude. I love it.
5: I love it. Yeah, that's, that's so kind of cool. where, where I, I come from. So, you know, in, in self-defense, uh, you know, I don't often recommend high kicks because of, of the danger in it. Um, the minute you kick, you know, your base – your base uh, potentially weakens dramatically because now you just have one foot on the ground rather than a strong base of two feet. So uh, you do have to be careful, I think, with kicks, even though I, I frankly, was, have always been more of a kicker than a, than a puncher. So I'm, I'm all for kicks, believe me. And uh, cool. I also, from... from uh, I'll, I'll finish with this and I'll pass the talking stick, but the uh, um, I uh, I've never liked sparring with any kind of protection on. And it's not because I'm that tough. It's just because in my mindset is I don't feel like I'm really necessarily in the real world. Of course, you know, in the real world, you're probably kicking with shoes on, which is certainly more helpful in many cases than kicking without any protection.
4: I was going to give you what. You you remind me of something. Back in the early 70s, I hated equipment. And I remember buying, I was a size... 10 shoe, but I would buy a Delivery size 7 foot so my heel and you know, my heel could stick out so I couldn't have to worry about wearing equipment. I hated the equipment, I hated sparring with equipment, but it's something we had to get get to, get to get used to and stuff. But God bless you and welcome to the boys. I appreciate your opinion so much and uh. I'll talk to you real soon, okay, Uncle Jim?
5: Uh, Okay, I pass the
4: talking stick
5: back to you, Uncle Gary. Thank you. Now,
4: this next gentleman, the last part of the voices, I get goosebumps every time I get to introduce him because he's one of my original heroes. He is the founder of the Black Karate Federation. I'm sorry, I said it right, Black Karate Federation. BKF. He is now the president also of the BKF. But he was an amazing fighter back in the day. He was so amazing that one organization, Mr. Al Tracy, gave him a school on the East Coast. So he wasn't just known on the West Coast. He we beat everybody. He was known on the East Coast. But he worked at Marvel magazine in the days of Joe Lewis and Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee walked the hallways. He was a bodyguard of Ringo star of the Beatles. This man is an amazing man, a graphic designer. But most importantly, he's a Marine. Hurrah! 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 <laughs> And we get to honor him this year on Friday, October the sixth. And we'll talk about that later, but right now I we'll introduce and again in Hawaii, if you call somebody Uncle, they are family. And he is family. So
7: Mr. Jerry
4: Smith, but I call him Uncle Uncle Jerry. Uncle Jerry, are you there, sir?
7: Yes, sir, I certainly am.
4: Hurrah! How you doing, sir?
7: (laughs) I'm pretty good listening to uh, the conversation. It's very interesting.
4: Well, I can't wait to ask you because you come around a time when you didn't play. When you used to kick, you kicked people across the room and you took kicking very seriously. So, sir, One of the best fighters I've ever knew or know. God bless you. What do you think about the two-point kick?
7: Well, let me me start by saying what I'm about to say is strictly my opinion. Uh, I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that it's wrong, but it's my opinion. And I want to start by... uh, saying that, Karen, I totally, absolutely, totally agree with you. One of the reasons why I left uh, and and moved into probably my last 10 years or so, I taught uh, kickboxing, full contact, and MMA. MMA. And one of the reasons, just a personal reason, why I, I left, because in the ring, when you're fighting, you have five people who can't, most of the time, can't agree on anything. Got a guy on each corner, got a center, and a center referee, and a lot of really good fighters get robbed because a referee will say, "I don't see it. I didn't see the point. I don't know. I don't know." Now, the 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 reason. I went into full contact because it was total combat. You got to kick as hard as you want to, to the head. Uh, The only thing that was uh, off-line was the groin. You got knees, you got elbows. And I loved it because it was total combat. It wasn't like, okay, you got a point for this. You got another point for that. You won. It was, you know, kill or be killed. And I I loved the full contact the hardest I've ever been kicked in my life. I was pretty good at fighting. I fought, I beat some of the best fighters around You were a my bad Uncle Jerry. Yeah. yeah. You were a bad And uh, ass, uh, and, and, and I and, and I got you know, I got robbed quite a few times because You know uh, why? Because you were a pretty boy. You were like 40 People wouldn't give you point. you were too pretty. Yeah. But let 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 me say this. That was this fighter from uh Washington State. His name was Atkinson. I shall never forget him for the rest of my life. I was you know I was rated in the top five in my weight division. I won constantly. The guys in the BK would would just ask me, "What did you take? Did you take first? Did you take seconds i was you know I was pretty good at it, but it still wasn't total combat. And I came out, and I got cocky. I got cocky. You know, I, when you win a lot, you kind of went, oh, I, I I know I'm going to beat this guy. I know I'm going to beat. I went out. This kid kicked me in the jaw with a roundhouse kick so hard. Uh, I mean, it gave me a concussion. Basically, what <laughs> people don't understand is, basically what people don't understand is when you get uh uh knocked down get take a kick to the head or a kick to whatever and you fall out you really have a concussion you've been knocked out you might not be unconscious but your, your brain has been you know bounced off the side of your skull and and, and 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 um i remember being on the floor and chuck norris pulling my belt up so i could get you know bring it get him some oxygen and chuck knew me chuck was the head referee and he he came, he came over, and he was kind of laughing a little bit. And he looked down, and he says, Jerry. The other guy, the opponent couldn't hear what Trent was saying. He says, what are you doing down here? And, and, and I'm going, what? Hey, I don't know what the hell going on. I go, what are you doing? He said, are supposed to be up there, beating that, you know, whooping that guy's butt. Get up and fight. And I got up, and I stomped my heels to get the blood flowing through my brain again, and I won the fight. But I never but but for, at some point I went completely uh especially in teaching and training, full contact because I like total combat. I like it one hundred percent total. And uh I am going well, to God bless that.
4: God bless <laughs> Chuck to for, God bless check for encouraging you to get up and you know, thank you for your opinion of the two point kick and what you went through. I love your story, and I'm looking forward to them every week. So, God bless you, Uncle Jerry. I'll talk to you probably tomorrow. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank you for having me. back to the voices, and now I will to give this talking stick over to our host, the Wolverine. Wolverine?
1: <coughs> yeah, right here, sir. So,
4: hey,
6: listen...
1: It- there's it is there's now there's time for our special. Thing. Yes, yes. It's now time for our special segment where the Wolverine and Cousin Eddie are going to start slicing some stuff up. Um, I mean, we're going to be cutting up that uh, the topics and 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 bringing in the real talk. So, uh, Professor, you need to get Cousin Eddie uh, out off of the barbecue grill. Hey. Hey.
4: Get out! Take him a minute get out of the trailer. Eddie! Here he comes. Is he eating pie? No, he, he fell asleep watching wrestling. Okay, he, he, he just came in. You know, the topic is groin kick. Now, boy kicks, it's really interesting because, you know, why well, let Eddie talk about it. Hey, hey, Wolverine, you there? How you doing, Wilmeray? Yeah, I'm doing I, good, Cousin look, Eddie. How you doing? Well, I, I got an opinion. I believe that boy kicks goes two ways. I understand getting a point for it to stop somebody, but you got to realize why it, it's practical. What you would do if you were out in the street and someone tried to hurt you, you could stop somebody. Because I believe that nine out of ten times, if you get somebody Wolverine in the groin, you're going to stop them. So if I can practice this in tournaments, two points, one point, great points to the pig. I don't care if I can practice it, then I can do it out in the street.
1: What do you think, Wolverine? What do you think? I think I gotta quit talking to Cousin Eddie before the radio show. Um, you know, yeah, uh, you know, coming from a tactical combative standpoint, yeah, I'm gonna smash anything that gets in front of me, whether it be a headbutt to the bridge of the nose, a elbow a thumb to the eye, you know, a hammer fist to the groin, but yeah, I'm going to uh, knee to the groin, um, you know, uh, stomp kick to the knee, whatever it takes to end that fight and, and realism is, is what you want to be. So, you know, in point fighting, when you add in a groin kick, it, it does add an element of, you know, you have to be ready to block that kick if you're going to make uh, a movement that is going to be big like a head kick if you're going to go for a head kick then you better be able to protect your uh, groin at the same time so you know there's ways to do like a staggered block to keep one hand down guarding your groin while the other hand's up guarding your head i hate to see people throw kicks with their hands you know whirling around behind their butt uh trying to they, they say that that's adding power to it but obviously uh, people don't understand how uh, physics work. When you got half your body going one way and half your body going the other way, you're just rotating into yourself. So you're actually taking power away. You need to keep your hands up. It's very easy to get knocked out if you don't keep your hands up. Now, if you've got growing kicks in the equation and you're sparring in a competition where there's growing kicks, but then you gotta you gotta up your game a little bit and be able to divide your shield so you're protecting your groin and your head at the same time because you don't know where the kick's are going and if you want to execute a, a head too kick for somebody can kick Wolverine, in the groin you gotta get it. Many, you know what? I just want to kick with
4: a groin and go eat pie somewhere. I mean, <laughs> now, right have you ever have you have you ever they kicked in the groin before, Wolverine?
1: I mean, have I ever been kicked? Have I ever been kicked in the groin before? Yeah, yeah. Does it, just, it just hurt? Well, I mean, yeah. Actually, I got kicked in the groin. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, getting kicked in the groin is going to hurt. Um, not that I'm super tough or anything, but I, I just have a, a, a you know a high tolerance for pain. So I, I did get kicked in the groin, but I, I didn't go down from it. But it did. Uh, it did make the claws come out. I guarantee you that. I saw a Chinese muk get in the goy six times. Qigong guys believe. do that. Who does? Qigong, they practice that. Qigong is called the iron shirt that, of qigong. That, is they, that, they, they what practice. is that? Is
4: that
1: a is that a soup? Uh, what is that? What did you just say? What is that? What's qigong? Chi what is that? Chi is like what Miss uh Karen uh peaches uh you know it's it's a healing art but also they have um they have the uh iron shirt concept uh for body hardening and conditioning so they do a lot of uh you know hitting themselves, uh even in the groin they actually have a big log that a lot of those guys swing and, and let it smack into their groin to work obviously that's the only thing that they do with their groin so they don't mind you know beating the snot out of it but uh you know that's uh that that that's what they do. Well, it, I
4: see it, what we'll do. Wolverine, I gotta go back to bed. I, I'm tired. I've been watching the wrestling all night, so I'm gonna go back to
1: my trailer. I'll see you next week, okay? Yep, yeah, Roger that, cousin Eddie. You go. You go have some. You, you go have bye, some bye, milk Wolverine. and cookies. Bye 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 bye. All righty, bud. All right, hey, um, we, got a, we got a few minutes left. So, Professor, we got 10 minutes left. We need to get back to our special guest, Mr. Ron Sherrill, and play the Legends name game. Mr. Sherrill, are you there? Ron. We may have to wait. He may be getting his Ron pictures taken. Charles.
4: The principal wants you in the front office. Ron Charles, you want it on the set?
1: Ron Charles. He's probably used to hearing it on Go for Ron Charles.
4: Do we lose him over Ah. Okay, is Tom there? Tom. Mr. Spelman, are you here? Yes. Yes, I'm Tom, here. Take a minute and talk about the web page.
1: Go ahead. Let me give you a little lead-in, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Spelman. Hang on just a second. Sure. All right, take it away, sir. Uh- all right i'll accept the stick
2: um okay so the the new website is getting more and more uh service oriented uh because we're in a position to be able to put things up in real time uh like the idea of not only the history generals as they uh come into the organization to come into the family and go up on the website but we're also able to do things like Keep the upcoming events live and get all those things involved, and it's the page, it's all all by itself. If you want to know about SetVR, we have a full page labeled SetVR that you could go to, and you can go directly to the website and directly, uh, you know, connect with them, watch the the video, and everything else is right there for your convenience. And more and more, that's what we're trying to accomplish, making us. Uh, and the website a a go-to place for resources so that when you need something and you wanna know about something, you wanna know where to get it, you wanna know how it works, we're gonna be there to be able to make sure that you get informed and you get a chance to be able to interact with us and with the people and the movers and shakers ultimately within the martial arts community that are our history generals. And we'll continue to expand the website to include eventually, you know, uh, recapping information from the uh, Legends event uh, to be able to go ahead and expand the store so you can participate in, uh, you know, wearing uh, a, uh, an event t-shirt maybe, or, or a hoodie, or all kinds of wonderful opportunities. And of course, we also have on the, in the store, for those who are going to go to the event, you can get yourself, you know, your custom, uh, you know, coat, your, your suit coat, and, and uh, all kinds of other things. So it's a, it's a great opportunity uh, for those of you out there that uh, want to participate, want to contribute. So don't forget, if you feel inclined, uh, we also have a place right there on the homepage where you can go in there and you make a, do- uh, you know, a heartfelt donation to the uh, work that we're doing so that we'll be able to go ahead and expand and work on other things to serve the public and the martial arts family.
4: Well, Professor, you know what? The one thing that that we talk about, because we talk a lot in between the shows and everything, it's all about what. well, it's really about two words. Really three words. Elders, respect, educate, and those are the three things that I love about what we're doing, because we're always going to respect the elders because they're the ones who have led the path. Respect is up attitude always, and educate means I can and know that the knowledge will be passed on in the right and correct way that's what that. Vision that you've done with the web page. And I remind people go to com and check it out. I think you'll be impressed. Now, Wolverine, are you there, sir? Yes, Wolverine. sir. Wolverine. Yes, sir. I want to say yes, something, sir. sir. I want to say to you that you're a very, very special individual. Not only what you're doing with the movies and teaching every day and teaching Marines and, you know, loving the history and doing the Wolverine Nation, putting it with my attitude every day when I call and love you and tell you how much, You're changing the world. And you are with all the vision that you're doing. And I'm proud of you. Joe's proud of you. Every one of your students
1: are proud of
4: you. And I want to thank you. In my
1: students, I'd like to say right quick I just had uh, one of my Marines, uh, she just promoted to sergeant in the Marine Corps. So uh, she's actually in EOD school. And. so she's here training with us, doing EOD school, and she just made sergeant. So we're very proud of her for moving up in rank in the Marines. Because uh, what most people don't realize, the Marines don't give out rank like other branches of the service. If there is any other see, branch of the service, see, I'm not that's sure why I love is. you.
4: That's why I love you. I was talking about how much you've done for the world of martial arts, and you step up and praise somebody else. You are a Amazing man, Dean Piles. And I'm very proud to call you the Wolverine and be part of this vision having the legends. And on behalf of Professor Thomas Feldman, Dr. Reginald Lee, James D. Moore, Marie Jerry Smith, Terry Slatcher, David Chambers. We thank you. God bless you. I want to give the talking stick officially back over to the host of the legends, and my dear friend allowed me to talk, the Wolverine! Here you
1: go, baby. All right, Professor, I appreciate that. And listen, uh you, you don't have to you don't have to say all those things about me. I you know, I only can do what I do because I'm surrounded by great people. And uh that's what makes somebody great is uh being surrounded by great people and uh having people of the caliber of the people on this show to, to hoist you up and be able to, you know, to get to where I you need to be. About you, I love talking about you.
4: Well, I, I appreciate
1: it. I appreciate it, but I hope that the people at home uh, enjoy the show. Uh, we'll be getting it posted up uh, soon. I'll, I'll turn it over to Professor once we get it. Once we get everything set, well, we'll be having a uh, custom intro for the show soon for people to be hearing, so they'll be knowing when the show's coming up. And uh, from the Wolverine, I say Osta to Donata Hay, which means good night and. Until we meet again, and Professor, I'll let you uh, have the talking stick to close out the show, and then we'll see everybody again next Thursday. Well, so the talking stick
8: is why
4: we say, we say a word that means we love you. It means what well, it's mahalo. So I'm gonna say mahalo to you, and then there's another word that we say to say. Goodbye. That is aloha. So, on behalf of the legends, on behalf of the voices,
1: mahalo, aloha, mahalo. Nana, hey everyone. Spartans, what is your profession? <laughs>